A picture or a video may be worth a thousand words, but sometimes a bigger story is not always told. We are a program dedicated to telling you those stories with analysts and opinions from those that go beyond the lens. We are AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. Hello and welcome to another exciting edition of AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens, where this weekend we celebrate two things. The one-year anniversary of AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens and on track. Thank you guys for a great year. As well as the World Finals Preview Edition of Beyond the Lens. This week I am joined by Hollywood Ed Horman as well as D-Money Dustin Hart, who will be heading to Las Vegas in just a few short hours, but we wanted to make sure we got everybody's picks in for the World Finals. We got a couple of fan picks as well as a couple people in the industry sent us their picks for the World Finals racing and freestyle contenders this year. We'll be adding our own picks to that and having a little bit of discussion on the World Finals in Las Vegas here that will be taking place this weekend at Sam Boyd Stadium. I'm going to lead off with Ed Horman, and he's going to give us a couple of the fan picks and industry picks for the World Finals. Ed, what do you have? All right, first we got Chris Cleveland. You can see his photos on All Monster every occasionally. He's got Jimmy Creighton in racing and Adam Anderson in freestyle. Then we're going to go to Steve Perry, also contributed to AllMonster.com. Uh, he's got Dennis Anderson in racing and Adam Anderson in freestyle. Uh, then we got Kevin Payne, longtime fan of the show, also helps out at Mantra J of doing track crew. He's got Dennis Anderson racing, and he's got Damon Bradshaw in freestyle. All right, guys, thanks for having me on the podcast. It's been a while since I've been on, so I'd like to give a few thank yous real quick. I haven't had a chance to do that. Back in Pittsburgh in February, I was uh, allowed to help out the Triple X team. That was R.B. Moeller and his wife, Chrissy. Uh, thanks for letting me get my hands dirty, guys, and let me see some behind-the-scenes things. Also, a special thanks goes out to Dustin Brown with the Monster Mutt slash Gravedigger teams. Uh, he was able to sit down and talk with me for a little bit. We had a nice conversation. So special thanks goes out to those two teams. I really do appreciate their time and effort. But let's get back to the main focus of this week's podcast. Here are my world final picks. I'm going to start with racing. I'm going to give you my top four. Of course, you always have all kinds of sleepers in the field, but here are my final four right now. I think you got to watch Lindsey Wink and the uh, Lucas Oil Crusader. I think he's going to be a sleeper. Of course, I'm going to go with Tom Mintz and Maximum Destruction, and I think I'm going to have to put Dennis Anderson in there. As far as my fourth pick goes, I think I'm going to have to put Jimmy Creighton in there. He's been a sleeper in Vegas. He always comes up short. He's always finishing second. I think this may be his year to, to actually clinch the racing title. In the final four, as far as I'm concerned, I'm looking to have Lucas Oil Crusader, Maximum Destruction Gravedigger, and of course, rounding out the field, we're going to have Bounty Hunter. I think the two trucks making it to the finals are going to be Bounty Hunter and Maximum Destruction, and I think uh, Max D is going to take home the win. As much as I would love to see Jimmy actually take home the racing win, I think he's going to fall short again this year. It pains me to say that. I really do have a lot of faith in him, but I think Maximum Destruction is going to go ahead and clinch his fifth racing title. Now let's move on to freestyle. There are a ton of trucks that could come up and take the win here. Of course, freestyle always seems to be cursed there. If you're the champion from the past, uh, you always seem to have a bit of an issue there. I don't see uh, Pawkins repeating here. I'd love to see uh, Charlie take home a second freestyle victory. I just don't see that happening. Who I'd really like to see uh, step up, I think he is due for a fantastic run. Jeremy Slifko in the backdraft. This young kid is laying down some sick runs. He puts out awesome freestyles and stadium shows, and I think he's going to go big in Las Vegas. Also, I think you're going to see big runs from, of course, Dennis and Tom. You guys can never uh, discount them. 
But I think Adam Anderson and the Gravedigger legend, I think he's going to uh, jump up there and get you. I would also like to see a big run from uh, Leo Donald in Iron Man. I think he's due for a fantastic run in Vegas. He had a solid one last year. Uh, I think he was in the top five last year, so I think he's due for one. And I actually expect big things from Cam McQueen in the Nitro Circus Machine. I'd like to see him actually try and do the backflip as far as the uh, freestyle uh, competition goes. So those are my picks for the World Finals uh, 2011. So with all that being said, I think it's going to be a great World Finals this year. I hope everyone uh, filled out their bracket, and I hope you're doing just as well with the Monster Jam bracket as you may be doing in the NCAA bracket. Mine fell apart, so hopefully I can redeem myself with my World Finals bracket. Hope my picks turn out well, but you never know. Las Vegas is a very, very tricky track. It's going to jump up and bite you. It takes out even the best, most seasoned drivers, so you never know. You just never know. Well, thanks, guys, again for having me on All Monster Beyond the Lens. Uh, I just kind of wanted to jump in here and give my Vegas picks, just like I'm sure everybody else with All Monster has. And uh, first, I'm going to go with my racing picks. Uh, I'm going to go with a dark horse pick, and I'm going to go with an actual guy that I think is going to end up winning it all. My dark horse pick definitely got to be John Zimmer, Amsoil Shock Therapy. He came into this year looking to get a repeat to the World Finals, get that flag on the back, and he did just that. And last year, he was uh, he was in kind of Jeremy Slifko's shoes, if everybody remembers that. He was the guy that was announced last to go in and ended up making the biggest impact of the Vegas rookies. And he did an extremely good job in Vegas. And I look for him to probably make it into the semifinals. I just don't know if the World Racing Championship is within his grasp yet. Maybe another couple of years, season in Vegas, it'll be his. But uh, this year, I just... I pick him as a dark horse because it would ta- it probably take uh, somebody messing up against him to make it to the for him to make it to the uh, world finals championship. Uh, anyway, guy I'm picking to go out and win it all this year in racing is going to be Jimmy Creighton and Bounty Hunter. And the only reason I'm saying that is because if you look at Vegas past and you see the guys that have had dominating seasons going into Vegas, like Jimmy Creighton has the last two years, winning almost every stadium show that he's been a part of. If he goes into Vegas, he's one of those guys that's kind of uh, mediocre if he's dominated the whole year. It's, it, and I'm going to bring up Tom Mintz again here. Mintz is the guy that didn't dominate at all going into Vegas a couple of years ago, walked out the world racing champion. Uh, Jimmy Creighton is kind of like that this year. He may not have the all the big stadium wins that he's had the last two years on his shoulder going into Vegas, but I think that's going to help him. I think that's going to make him settle down and really want and dig for it more. And he's going to come out of Vegas the world racing champion this year. Uh, as far as freestyle goes, I'm going to go with my dark horse. And I can't believe I'm saying this for a dark horse. But it's going to be Dennis Anderson and the Gravedigger is my dark horse to win it. He always lays down a good run in Vegas. He does a very good job of trying to keep that truck down on all fours. Except for the last couple of years in Vegas. It hasn't been since, I believe... World Final 7, then he's really laid down a good, solid, fill-in-the-clock freestyle. And, uh, and he needs to do that this year. And I think if he does, and he does a wild and crazy Gravedigger pass like we're normally seeing, then Dennis is going to walk out of there the world freestyle champion. But he's got to get past his son, and that's my main pick, and that's Adam Anderson and Gravedigger the Legend. Because Adam has been on a tear in freestyle this year. He has placed extremely high in every single event that he's been into. I don't believe he's finished worse than third, but I'd have to look back and see that. But uh, Adam Anderson, definitely the guy to watch going into Vegas freestyle. I think he's going to walk out of there a two-time world freestyle champion. And thanks again for having me on on All Monster Beyond the Lens. Excellent. Now we'll go ahead and have a little discussion about a few of those guys in just a few short minutes. But 
Uh, the format that I chose for my guys was I picked four people in each uh, section of the sh- of the show because I believe it's pretty much impossible to be like, well, you know, before qualifying, before you find out what the track's going to look like, all that stuff. Uh, you can only really, you can't, I don't think you can just pick a winner based on all the shows this year. Yes, there's momentum leading up to Vegas. Yes, it's important. But I, I personally believe that, uh, you know, you can pick sort of a top four or a top five and, uh, you know, say these guys have a shot or these gals have a shot to uh, make a, make noise in Vegas here. So uh, that being said, uh, for racing, I have uh, these four drivers as people who have, I believe, the best shot or have the most momentum heading into Las Vegas. I believe John Zimmer and Amzoil th- Shock Therapy, Jimmy Creighton with Bounty Hunter, Mark McDonald and El Toro Loco, and Tom Mintz and Maxone Destruction have the best shots at racing, given their current performances. As well for freestyle, I have Adam Anderson and Gravedigger the Legend, Jim Kohler and Avenger, Steve Sims and Stone Crusher, and Damon Bradshaw with Air Force. Next up, we're going to have Ed Horman's picks, and then Dustin Hart's. Ed, what do you got? All right, I did the same thing as Robbie. I uh, got mine down to four, but I actually uh, have eliminated a few of my four. But I'll let you hit on my four picks for racing and freestyle. Uh, my, my picks were uh, for racing Dennis Anderson, John Zimmer, Damon Bradshaw, and Jimmy Creighton. From there, I actually have picked uh, John Zimmer winning, with my dark horse being Damon Bradshaw. Uh, freestyle, uh, maybe a surprise here for freestyle. I got uh, uh, Jeremy Slifko. Uh, Charlie Pawkin, Adam Anderson, and Alex Blackwell. With um, I'm going to go with Adam Anderson winning it all. Dark Horse going to be the repeat winner there of Ch- uh, Charlie Pawkin. And now we're going to go to Dustin Hart and his picks. Well, guys, I'm not going to uh, vary too much from uh, what y'all have. Uh, as far as racing goes, I think Dennis Anderson has to be an obvious favorite. Um, you know, coming off last year's title, and then you know the immense success he's had since. Uh, since the World Finals last year, I mean, he's been almost unstoppable in racing this year. I think Dennis is an obvious favorite. Um, another guy I think that's uh, destined to do well is uh, Mark McDonald and El Toro Loco. I'm curious to see how he adapts in a CRD chassis in comparison to uh, you know how well he's done in a Patrick recently. Um, but I think Mark McDonald's been blistering fast the last few years. It's just been oddball luck has been him, you know, in certain situations. So I think he's going to do well. Uh, Tom Mintz, he's been doing great in this new truck all year long. Uh, you know, it's anytime you go to Vegas, Tom Mintz is a threat to win racing. And uh, I'm going to go with my gut and my heart here, uh, John Zimmer. He was bad fast last year, gave Dennis a run for his money. You know, who knows how the World Finals would have shaken out had Zimmer been able to get a little bit extra grip and pull out that win against Dennis. Uh, you know, I think Zimmer is still just as confident as he was last year, maybe even more, and uh, we'll see what racing holds for us. As for freestyle, um, you know, I might surprise a few people here with my pick, but I'm going with Jimmy Creighton. Uh, he's got a great piece in that new Bounty Hunter truck. It is holding up well. It's a phenomenal piece. And really, I think with Vegas, you look for guys that are consistent at you know, finishing runs and going the distance. And I think Jimmy Creighton's one of those guys. Uh, that new piece is holding up great for him. He's been putting together full freestyle runs that, you know, he's not going over that edge. He's riding right on it. He's keeping that truck on all fours a lot of the time. 
And I really think being able to outlast in Vegas is a big deal. That's why I also think guys like, you know, uh, Steve Sims will do well. Um, you know, Sims has had really good luck over the last couple of years with two, I think, really spectacular freestyles at the World Finals. He's been able to, you know, keep the truck together and outlast and be able to go that full two minutes. And that's crucial in going far in the World Finals. Uh, I look for Charlie Pawkin to do well once again. Uh, you know, last year was such a stellar performance. Uh, you know, just really, I think there was nobody out there that was upset with that winner. And then uh, I think I was probably the last guy I can see having a really great shot, Adam Anderson. I think this year, you know, he's determined. You look at the success that he's had so far this season. He's just been on a tear, winning freestyles left and right. And uh, I think he's due. Vegas has bitten him hard the last two years with the racing crash two years ago. And then last year, you know, having one racing crash at the end of one round and then coming back in freestyle and getting bit on the first jump. Uh, I think Adam's going to come in a lot more clear and a lot more focused. He's got that truck dialed in great with the legend body. And, uh, you know, I'm looking for huge things out of Adam. I don't know if he'll last the full two minutes, but... I can see if if he's able to keep that truck together and go the distance, he's an obvious pick to win. Great points all around, guys. That leads right into our discussion, and I want to play off of a couple of points that Dustin made as far as freestyle right away. I think the biggest thing that uh, you hit on there, Dustin, was you have to be a little bit not conservative, but you need to be a more technical, more methodical type of driver at least for the first half of your run i would say in order to last the full time in las vegas uh the track last year for freestyle was very technical it was very difficult if you slipped up or lost your focus or even took a bad bounce uh you know there was a good chance you were going to be on your lid or broken or both and uh that plays into the hands of the of the thinking man's freestylers the guys like Pawkin, adam anderson and uh jimmy Creton, as you mentioned you know those types of drivers, you know, they do the slap wheelies, the donuts. They they are very calculated with their hits. They look out of control, but they're in control. And, uh, you know, Sims as well is another guy that I see doing well. He was one of my picks for freestyle uh, because of that. You know, he's just had that solid, consistent, you know, okay, so what? I don't care if he's won a freestyle during the regular season, frankly. His style suits the Las Vegas track. I believe that for that, you have to last a full time, be spectacular, but but you can't be out of control going out there and splattering everything right away, or you're going to have problems. And, uh, you know, no offense to uh, the Dennis Andersons of the world, but Dennis is known for being wild and crazy. And if he lasted full two minutes and he doesn't break, I'm here to tell you there's a good chance he'd win. Same thing with Tom Mintz and Maximum Destruction. But the reason that Pawkin won is because he went before those guys that go crazy right away and uh he forced them to clear his bar nobody cleared his bar nobody even got close they broke trying so that's where the people that go in the first half of the field really have to shine and uh you know force the other guys into mistakes yeah you make a great point there robbie i mean we've seen in the past where guys have kind of come up and surprised us uh we look back to chad tingler world finals nine coming right out the box with the first freestyle and just putting on a phenomenal run. I believe he finished third that year. And I think the biggest part of that run was is he had everything you need in a good winning run in Vegas, and he was he was able to last the full time, which is pretty difficult being the first guy out, I would think, on a floor like Vegas 
to where you know everything is fresh. You're a little unsure as to how everything's going to kind of throw you. At least if you're maybe mid pack, you at least get to see maybe a guy or two in front of you run. Um, you know, and then I look at guys that are you know regularly very consistent in their freestyles about going the distance. Uh, we look at Jeremy Slifko in his first year. You know, I think Slifko is going to be able to do great things in Las Vegas. I think he's probably going to be one of those guys that goes out early and he's going to set the bar. He's done that ever since he got into the truck, and uh, he's one of those guys that he knows how to carry momentum. He knows how to get the crowd going. He knows how to keep that truck on all fours most of the time. He's you know for somebody that's been drives that drives as hard as he does, he's rarely on his roof, and uh, I think he will probably be the guy that sets that bar very early on in the field. And he, I would say, has a good chance of sitting in the hot seat for quite a while. I don't know if he'll win, but I definitely know he's going to turn a lot of heads in Vegas this year, I think. Dustin, you bring a great point, and that was exactly what I was about to hit on with Jeremy. Um, him going out early and being able to stay uh, the course and be able to run that full length of time for your freestyle, which is a key for what I'm thinking is going to win the freestyle this year. Definitely going to be, can you run the whole distance? Can you get to the bonus time? What can you do? Uh, you know, maybe maybe not going out there attacking everything at the hardest being methodical and everything and I agree you know I think the thinking man's uh approach to this is really it's going to win and uh you know the the Jimmy Cretans the Adam Andersons the Charlie Pawkins like that the people that have experience there are going to be the key to this um so seeing Jeremy out there and seeing what he can do seeing what some of the other guys are second third years there seeing what they can do and even seeing what the design they throw at them this year is going to be the key to you know our picks and what what happens there at the event I think as we've gone on this year, we've seen technical courses. We've seen height for air and not so much as of the distance. That's one of the things that's really stuck out to me when I've been to the drivers' meetings and, and heard some of the event directors talk about this. You know, it's it's a height thing now. Those those cars that are staggered on their sides, they call them the, the jammer jumps, I believe, or something like that. You know, the trucks can take these landings now, and we're seeing a lot of big air. We're seeing a lot of height to the jumps and uh, that plays good into a track like las vegas as you could see last year i mean some of those obstacles were just so huge you sit down on the floor you walk that track and you're looking up at you know a double stack bus or something and it's just ridiculous but now we've built the equipment so good that that most of the time the trucks come away unscathed that plays into a guy like jim kohler mr excitement who's i think had a great year you know he's his equipment has held up really well They've been building things better and better every year for him. I think uh, last year, one of his, you know, his freestyle run was going real well. He had, I believe, a drive shaft problem, but he was just about to really light it up in Vegas, and uh, you know, had an unfortunate break, literally. But uh, you know, a guy like that can come through and, and make some things happen too. John Zimmer uh, had an unfortunate break right away at the start of his freestyle, but he's another guy like Jeremy Slifko, where he is—he's not totally methodical he looks crazy he looks out of control but each one of his hits he is a thinking man's freestyler he gets out there he gets the big air but he knows when to really turn it on and when to when to hit a certain obstacle a certain way so that he gets a landing that that will enable him to keep the flow going during his run he's high speed he's high energy but he's not out of control until the very end and that's what i think it takes to win las vegas freestyle now speaking of zimmer slip go some of those other guys Moving on to the racing part of it, I mean, uh, Dustin hit the nail on the head, I believe, again there, as did Ed and uh, some of our other picks. We would be remiss if we did not mention at the very beginning Dennis Anderson. Uh, what a year he's had in racing. What a year he's had overall. 
he's been in this sport almost 30 years and uh just just a ridiculous amount of wins this year for the icon um you know the 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 issue that i have with dennis taking home a racing world championship is a it's very hard to repeat in las vegas seesaw has done it twice in batman in a row um and mince is the only other guy that has had back-to-back wins in las vegas uh, that goes for freestyle as well, but as far as the racing thing goes, I don't know if somebody else is going to come up and upset Dennis. I don't know if you know success during the regular season equates to success in Las Vegas for Anderson. He's had some years where he's had some rough luck and then come into Vegas and just clicked and done well and won. Uh, he's had other years where he's, he's had a fantastic year and then fallen on his face a little bit, obviously no offense intended. In Vegas, so it's kind of hard to translate the regular season racing success into freestyle. I agree completely. the The reason I say that too, I agree, is because we don't really see the Vegas style course anywhere else during the season. Uh, so we don't really know. We can't really say, "Oh, well, Dennis is going to be this, this, or this." And I mean, I look at last year, and John Zimmer was this close to beating him, and I firmly believe that if Zimmer would have had his real mo- his original motor that he had in the truck and it wouldn't blown that he would have beat Dennis to the line and the discussion would have been completely different uh to this year so i i still you know i think zimmer's going to be the 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 out and out winner of that i'm really interested to see Dennis and Tom and how they uh go to the course i'm interested to see you know who who the dark horse pick from is going to be who 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 are we going to see this year rise up the ranks and step up in racing that maybe someone didn't see or or who knows maybe it's someone else that we didn't think of that comes up and steps up and does it could be frank grimmel who's it going to be yeah i think one of those guys uh that that dustin mentioned is mark mcdonald and el toro loco i mean he qualified fastest there was a three-way tie at the start but he got that double down trophy last year looked real good until he uh had a nasty wreck in racing against dennis anderson and uh i think he had one of the older chassis in the fleet and still just made that thing work incredibly well. He went from Safe Auto to the El Toro Loco. He had an old Patrick chassis. Uh, that one was put to rest, and in El Paso, he debuted the new one. Uh, CRD chassis, I think the obvious difference here is he's got an engine that is more toward the center of the truck now and lower, as well as the chassis being a more aggressive stance. Maybe that helps him get that extra mile or two per hour or that extra tenth or hundredth of a second that will help him get, you know, farther in the racing bracket. I think McDonald can drive flat out, whether it's racing or freestyle, and uh, he's definitely a, a guy to keep keep an eye on this year. Never really had a bad year in Las Vegas overall. You know, he's either gone real deep into the racing brackets or had an outstanding freestyle pretty much every year. I think a guy you got to look out for in either side of the competition, I think that is kind of quietly getting forgotten about by a lot of people out there. Pablo Huffaker. I mean, the dude's been around this sport forever. I mean, you know, you go back to the days with just showing off. Guys always come in and just surprise people with success. You know, a lot of people didn't know who he was, you know, back in the day, and then all of a sudden he comes in and he's knocking off the big boys. And, uh, you know, we saw it and we've seen him do great in Vegas before. He's always fast. He's always strong and freestyle. You know, he's got top-notch equipment this is pablo huffaker we're talking about i think if he gets you know all this stuff going together for him he could easily be a guy that could take either side of the competition uh you know pablo is definitely one of the best 
drivers in this sport. I think if we have a Hall of Fame, Pablo Hoffaker is a first ballot guy, and uh, you know, you know, from a driver and a fabricator standpoint, and the guy's great all around. Uh, you could definitely see, you know, I, you, I wouldn't be surprised in the least if Pablo went out there and picked up either racing or freestyle. Um, that is, that's definitely a great point. <laughs> I was actually going to throw his name in there and, and jump at you on that one as well. Uh, the thing that strikes me most about Pablo is he was one of the first guys I remember, even dating back to, to his blacksmith days. Uh, I was there for World Finals 3 and 5. And uh, World Finals 3, man, I thought he was going to take home that racing victory. Um, he was one of the first guys that sticks out to me as he was really attacking the racing course. He was aggressive. He went for it. You know, he, he had those speeds down Thunder Alley. He had the thing figured out. He was one of the very first guys to do that. Experience on this track is a key. I don't care about the regular season experience so much, but on this track, there are very few people that have had more runs down it than Pablo Huffaker, and I think that makes a big difference in the racing bracket. As far as freestyle, he's always been on his way to a, you know, to a top-five finish, and uh, if he breaks or rolls over, then obviously he doesn't get that. But if he can last that full run, man, it's tough to beat Pablo Huffaker. I agree with you 100%, Dustin. And it's kind of funny that how he won World Finals 8 freestyle, and yet it seems like it almost it, it gets forgotten about a lot because what he put on in Vegas was spectacular. It was an incredible run. I mean, he brought out Captain's Curse and just was like, hey, I'm coming here to win this thing, and I mean, he went and you know he got the he got the chair for his uh, his new grandson at the time, and you know it's it's just it's amazing to me at how you know just after all the success that Pablo Huffaker has had, he's still kind of one of those guys that kind of when it comes down to Vegas, it's kind of like okay, we're start talking about you know all the guys that have been doing great over the year, and it's it's kind of like we forget that Pablo's always doing well. Well, not only that, I mean, he won it, and the next year he wasn't even invited back. So, I mean, that just, it goes into the fact exactly what you're saying. So, I agree with you there. I mean, Pablo's going to do awesome, uh, and I'm really interested I'm really interested to see what he does there. Definitely. Now, as far as the, uh, the overall picks, are there any guys that we've really been remiss to talk about? I think one of the people that you struck me as saying, Dustin, you said Pablo's balanced, another one of those guys. Damon Bradshaw, Air Force Afterburner, he's had a great year, and uh, whether it is racing or freestyle, he's taken victories, he's been real smooth, that truck is landing well, Uh, you know, you have to throw Damon's name in there for racing or freestyle, I have him down personally for freestyle, simply because, as we were alluding to earlier, there is a little bit of a calculated effort, and Damon is right on the edge with that, Uh, for the most part, he's had full pulls, long runs in Vegas, uh, he had another one last year, and uh, I can remember sitting there thinking, you know, if he had landed that last move that I called, it was it looked like a flare in BMX, uh, freestyle BMX. Uh, if he would have been able to somehow land that back on all fours, he could have been a two-time freestyle champion. Uh, yes, maybe a little bit of luck there, but uh, Damon knows what he's doing with throttle rhythm, with uh, when to hit the brakes and everything. And, uh, you know, when he and Adam were teammates, uh, they were – they. Them along with Jimmy Creighton, uh, two of the you know several of the first guys to really, really start to make that tapping the brakes in midair and getting the truck's attitude to adjust in vogue. More you've seen more people do it every year, and uh, you know Damon's a threat whether it's racing or freestyle. I don't care which one. Um, I personally think he's got a shot at the freestyle title just because of uh, he, he does have some momentum this year. He's had some confidence build up, and uh, I think the truck's landing well. I think it's working well. 
he's had some full pulls this year. I could see him doing it again this year in Vegas. I actually think of the complete opposite. I think he's going to do awesome in racing. Uh, I got to see him twice now this year, uh, live in Indy, in Indy and in St. Louis. And uh, he's impressed me tenfold with his racing ability and the way that I like to say flat tracks it around the corner. I'm very interested to see how he flat tracks it around that corner in Vegas. If he do, if he's able to do it like he's seen him do it in Indian and St. Louis, watch out. He's going to be a threat to take that title. And like I said earlier, he is my second choice to win it at World Finals for racing. I'd like to see him in a CRD. I'd like to see him do what Mark McDonald has now and get the get the lower slung chassis, I call it. Uh, I think that would really help him. Uh, you know, I think the truck's set up to take that big air in freestyle. That might hurt him a little bit in racing. He's only four and four there in his in his career in Vegas, and uh, you know, I, I think that he is a good racer. And I think maybe you know that record's just been a product of bad luck or what have you. Uh, Damon's definitely a threat to watch out for in racing or in freestyle. Guys, do you have any other picks or any other comments about Las Vegas to wrap this up? I think what is going to be an interesting thing to look for in Las Vegas as we build up towards the event, is what is the track conditions going to be like? We've seen in years past where, you know, it goes from, you know, it it varies year to year. We've seen in years past where the track has been almost like a dry, slick dirt track, like when you're watching the World of Finals, or I mean the World of Outlaws, you know, where it gets to that dry, slick, and you're putting rubber down on the floor. And then last year we had a, a relatively wet floor. You know, these, the dirt crew always does a spectacular job in building up the course. It's just sometimes you can't control what Mother Nature does. Um, you know, that has been a huge effect on racing in the past. We've seen where guys go into the turns and just can't get any grip at all and are just sliding and spinning around because it's just so slick. And then last year we had where, you know, guys were maybe finding grip in one part of a turn and then losing it in another because the track was wet. Um really going to be interested to see what they're going to do as far as you know with these racing lanes and trying to keep this dirt in control and you know be able to manipulate it to how they want it to work out i think depending on the track conditions where we're going to start to see some of these guys really separate the men from the boys where like a tom mintz or a dennis anderson are going to be able to adapt to a certain type of track condition over some of these other guys that aren't quite as experienced and know this track as well when you've got guys like Dennis and Pablo and Tom that have been there for so many years now and they know how that track works in every condition, I think those guys are going to be the that rise to the top if things don't go, you know, as perfect as they could. Definitely. The track can change day to day, and uh, that's, a, that's an excellent point as well. Ed, what do you have for us? Uh, the one thing I wanted to point out is one driver we haven't really hit on, and that's Cam McQueen. Um, I think... My mine is for his freestyle performance. I think he's gonna do. He, he's gonna. He's gonna. He's been stepping it up all year. Excuse me. And uh, I'm really very interested to see what he's gonna do. Um, I've quietly talked about it before, but I, I kind of predict someone is going to try a backflip in Vegas to either end their freestyle or something. But Cam is my pick for the. If he try. If someone tries it, it's gonna be Cam. I mean, he tried it in Jacksonville last year. And who knows what he was going to do last year in the World Finals. But I think that Cam is going to be a dark horse in freestyle. I mean, we know how he's been this year. We've seen him before, but I think he's just going to step his game up in Vegas. I think you bring up a great point in bringing up the uh, the backflip, really. I mean, that was an A-sub Cam McQueen sleeve. I think that was something that I, I wouldn't doubt at all if that was something that he had in mind with that course last year. Uh, you know, unfortunately, he ended up on his lid a little early, but, you know, 
as Robbie said earlier when we brought up Damon Bradshaw, Damon Bradshaw nearly did a flare. It was like we were watching Dave Mira out there. Um, you know, it, it, had he been able to get that truck back on all fours and continue on with this freestyle run, I I think we'd be hard-pressed to say that he would have not won. I mean, that would have been probably one of the most spectacular landed completed moves in monster truck racing. And then I think Lindsey Wink last year also, he almost, you know, ended up over-rotating and kind of in a similar result, but didn't have, you know, the spin to it like Damon did. Um, you know, and there are plenty of guys out there that are more, I think, capable of doing a backflip. We know Tom Mentz can get the rotation, that's for sure. And, uh, you know, Adam Anderson's talked about it in the past. He's kind of alluded that it's something he'd like to do. Who knows? I mean, depending on what we have out there, when we see what the course is like in Vegas, maybe there's something out there that is suitable for doing backflips. I mean, we a lot of these a guys... Lot of guys. We have a lot of guys, you're right, that, that are just completely bonkers in a good way and will try anything and are unpredictable in a good way. Probably the best crop of freestyle drivers we've seen in this field. Yeah, and I mean, if we look back to the course last year, I mean, you know, we've seen where a lot of these backflip ramps that have been built for guys like Larry Quick, you know, who are, you know, and Mike Hawkins who are getting that as kind of one of their, like, niche things where they show up and are, you know, the the hook in the show, the backflip guy. You know, a lot of the times these these ramps are almost completely vertical walls to a point. And, uh, you know, if you've got something that's got a decent vertical face and maybe a, a little bit of a lead-in, maybe it's something that wasn't designated or kept in mind with a with a, uh, with a backflip in mind, you could still, you know, get creative and innovative and just, you know, hey, you're at the last move in your run, point the thing at it and go. Uh, you know, I'm sure these guys are going to give it a little more thought than that, but just about anything, you know, if it's steep enough and you can actually hit it, you know, from a side point or whatever, you can backflip it. It's just a combination of the right throttle rhythm and skill and luck, you know, basically. Another thing I wanted to throw in there before we wrap this up was there are only two first-time drivers in Las Vegas this year. That would be Jeremy Slifko behind the wheel of Backdraft, a relative newcomer to the sport, compared to Norm Miller and Batman, the other guy. Now, Norm's driven everything from Blue Thunder to Blacksmith to Gravedigger even, and uh, now is behind the wheel of Batman. He's had some absence from the sport. He and Tony Farrell both did and uh, came back at the same time before first quarter this year. Great to see Norm back. I've had the pleasure of running up and down the road with him a few times when he was campaigning the second Blue Thunder. Always a strong runner, always good with the fans. Great to see Norm get a shot at Las Vegas after many years of uh, being the second truck in a two-truck team and uh, not getting an opportunity to just run the heck out of a truck for a night. It'll be interesting to see what Norm Miller can do. He is aggressive. He will go out and attack every obstacle in freestyle, and uh, he's no slash in racing either. I'm interested to see what Norm Miller can do in Batman. And obviously this year, much has been made of Jeremy Slifko. Uh, he has had sort of a similar path to Vegas as John Zimmer and Amsoil Shock Therapy. If you, if you need a reminder, here goes. Uh, John Zimmer had a great qualifying, uh, practice qualifying run just two years ago and uh, ran the third fastest time of the weekend in just a, in just a practice session. Um, he wasn't actually part of the event. Uh, from there, he he won the Rising Star of the Year award, and uh, then the following year, he was selected to compete in Las Vegas. Gave Dennis a scare in racing last year, qualified fourth fastest, and uh, now he's back again. Leading into that point with Jeremy Slifko, the connection here is that they both started out uh, 
under the Eradicator camp, wrenching on the Eradicator truck, and eventually both of them drove backdraft at one point in their career. Now Jeremy Slifko is the main backdraft guy, will be in that seat for as long as he pleases, and frankly, I think he can drive any truck and drive it well. But uh, he's got a home in backdraft. Firefighters are coming up to him at events and thanking him for all of his, his time and support, uh, and he's got the skill to back it up. Jeremy took the same path. Last year, he won the Rising Star of the Year Award. And in addition, the year before, he had won the Rookie of the Year Award. So he's got a, a well-decorated Monster Jam Awards uh, you know, catalog, and he's looking to add to that in Las Vegas this year. Uh, I think it's a little bit of a wild card as to how quickly Jeremy can adjust to the track. But if there's anybody that can do it, has the knowledge, and uh, just has the blood in this sport, it is Jeremy. Andy Slifko, his father, will put all the parts, all the equipment, all the support that he can into uh, this shot in Vegas. And uh, I see Jeremy Slifko being well-balanced. He's uh, underrated in racing. I think if he can get to the track and uh, you know figure things out, maybe take a couple of runs down it in practice, get the nerves out, uh, I think he can do well in racing. I also think he's got that freestyle, as Dustin and Ned had mentioned before, he's got the mindset that... Uh, you know, he can last the full time and do some great things in Vegas. I also see him pulling out all the stops and freestyle if he can make it that far. Uh, you know, I see him being very aggressive. So, guys, what are your thoughts to wrap this thing up? All right, I just wanted to make one note real quick for everybody. Uh, we're recording this episode on March 21st, Monday. Uh, we do have not seen any of the track photos, do not know what the track looks like, so we're making all of our predictions and not knowing what that's going to look like. I just wanted to throw that out there for people. We don't have any inside info on what's going to go happen. I just wanted that to be thrown out there. Dustin, you got anything? Well, guys, you know, as uh, as Ed just stated, it is uh, the Monday here before the World Finals. Actually, I board my flight tomorrow afternoon and uh, fly out, I'll get into Vegas late Tuesday night, and, uh, you know, I'm really excited as a first-time visitor, you know, I've never gotten a chance to go to Vegas, and I've heard from pretty much everybody, whether it's, you know, Robbie, or, you know, some of our fellow All-Monster staff that have been to the finals, or even, you know, talking to people within the sport, they're all telling, they all tell me, oh, you gotta get to Vegas, I mean, last year, I just got to my first stadium show after being a fan of the sport for so many years, you know, pretty much from the womb, and, uh, you know, it was really such a spectacular event. You know, Philly was just off the charts awesome. And uh, so me being a first-time visitor to Vegas and getting to kind of take it all in this year, I'm really excited, really looking forward to it. And uh, I'm not sure exactly what kind of coverage I'll be able to bring uh, throughout the week, but uh, I'm going to do what I can and see what I can provide. And, uh, you know, once I get back uh Tuesday morning. Uh, hopefully, I'll be able to uh, provide plenty of uh, insight and uh, information on the uh, next edition of AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. Great points all around, Dustin. We can't wait to hear the updates, see everything happening from Vegas, and uh, Steve Perry will be there as well. So we will have a little bit of double coverage, if you will, from the World Finals. So it'll be great to uh, see the photos, hear the notes, hear all the news. We wish every driver on Las Vegas luck. Thank all the crew and everybody for supporting that, and we thank you for supporting AllMonster.com's Beyond the Lens. Next week, we'll be celebrating our one-year anniversary of AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. want to thank everybody for supporting us, and we will see you next week post-Las Vegas. Thanks, guys. And that's it for this edition of the AllMonster.com Beyond the Lens. On behalf of everyone here at the show, please tune in next time and thank you.